Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host today, Kim Bilotto. We have great people to interview today. Our resident energy and policy expert, David Blackman. He'll talk to us a little bit about what's the latest going on in the scenes of policy as well as in energy. And our guest as well is Danielle Tercola, who is the founder of Professionalism International and AskDanielle.com. Before we bring David Blackman on, I want to quickly talk to you about a conference that I personally plan on attending. It is the Women's Energy Network National Conference scheduled for April 2017 in Houston, Texas. If you are a woman either working in the energy sector or wanting to get into the energy sector, this is a conference that you don't want to miss. There are multiple tracks, many amazing professional women to meet, and this is really where you can learn and excel in your career. I highly encourage you to go and join me there. If you'd like more information on the conference, please be sure to go to shellmag.com and in there you will find on our latest issue of Shell Magazine a discounted code in there that you can use to attend the Women's Energy Network National Conference in Houston, Texas. And now it's time for us to talk to our associate editor of Shell Oil & Gas Business Magazine, David Blackman. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I always love speaking to you every week, plus I love following you on Facebook. You definitely um, have some, I'm sure, interesting talking points since uh, President Trump gave a speech um, this week to the joint sessions of Congress, um, and on that, that speech was amazing. Tell me a little bit about what you thought the speech, uh, how he came across, and some of the greater points that he made, especially pertaining to energy. Well, you know, it was a very well-received speech, it, uh, as uh, you and I were talking earlier. I mean, even the people at CNN and MSNBC uh, gave it pretty good reviews. So, it, um, you know, I think he kind of caught the Democrats off guard. I think um, Nancy Pelosi and the leadership of the party kind of expected him to do very poorly and kind of make a fool of himself. And um you know, that obviously didn't happen. It was a good speech uh, in a lot of ways, uh, not least of which because he was very conciliatory in his language and reached out to the Democrats on, on a number of issues. Uh, I think he has really moderated himself on, on some things like immigration. You know, he's reaching out uh, to both Republicans and Democrats to, to try to find a some sort of compromise legislation related to the immigration issue, which is great. And, uh, you know, where the public's concerned, I think a lot of people, you know, who have kind of wanted to be comfortable with Trump as president have been kind of waiting for him to appear and act more presidential and kind of moderate himself. And that's, uh, I think that speech went a long ways towards uh, making more people comfortable with him. Um, on energy, he talked about, you know, the fact that he had uh, done the executive orders that have led to the virtual completion now of the Dakota Access Pipeline and, and will lead to the restart of the Keystone XL Pipeline project here very soon. He talked about 
the executive orders that he recent, more recently issued uh, ordering the EPA to uh, uh, roll back and reconsider the waters of the U.S. regulation, which we have talked about many times on this show. Uh, I was really glad to see him do that because that, that regulation was an, an amazing overreach of authority. And he, you know, he talked about uh, uh, his America First Energy Plan and his plans to move forward with other uh, initiatives that will, uh, you know, allow the oil and gas industry and other energy sectors in our economy to, to become more prosperous and to produce more domestic energy for for consumption here in the United States. And uh, so that's all very positive. Um, the tax plan also that uh, he will be pursuing, the corporate tax plan, uh, also has elements in it that uh, would be very positive for the oil and gas industry and other other uh, energy-related industries. So uh, we can, you know, hope that they're successful with with the uh, the tax plan as well. So overall, it was just a, a really, I think, great moment for him early in his presidency. And uh, as we were discussing earlier, you know, it, 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 the more popular a president becomes, the better able they are to get their policy priorities in place. And uh, because members of Congress, even of their own party, are a lot more comfortable supporting policies preferred by a popular president than there are supporting policies that are preferred by an unpopular president. So, Correct. so anyway, it was just a really good night for him. Well, I think the thing that really uh, stood out in my mind was to hear some folks from across the aisle, the Democratic Party or other stations like CNN, actually, some of their correspondents truly nail it as saying Trump actually tonight sounded like he was the president and took that took control finally last night. By the way, I just wanted to ask you a question a little off topic. Um, there was a lot of media coverage that went around uh, some uh, a picture that came up on Facebook on some veterans that uh, were waiting in an ER in the VA hospital in the outrage uh, that a lot of Americans felt by saying, you know, um, uh, immigrants and illegal uh, aliens, refugees come here and they get better access to treatment and health care and resources than our own veterans. And uh, I thought it was pretty telling to, to see that finally I think the American people are waking up to just how uh, bad we, our services are here for our own folks and that we really need yeah. to look, look internally first because we can't help anybody until we can help ourselves. Yeah, the Veterans Administration is a disaster, um, has been a disaster really uh, for a long time, uh, since the, the, well, I mean, even before the Bush administration, really. And and the neglect, uh, I've always been amazed by the level of neglect uh, in, in there being any real concerted effort by either party. Uh, you know, you just can't blame just Democrats for this. I mean, uh, this has been a Republican and Democratic administrations have ignored all the chronic problems in that administration. There is a, an entrenched bureaucracy that refuses to do the work necessary to, to improve services, regardless of what happens with the budget situation. And, you know, I, it's really probably maybe more than any other agency of the government in need of a complete house cleaning of the staff. Yeah, but there so, is a, I mean, I wish that the parties, both parties would understand, there is a huge rage with the American people because these individuals fought for the very liberties that give them the opportunity to be there setting policies. And yeah, it's a disgrace. It's a total <clears throat> disgrace. 
Um, well, moving on, you know, we've had a great speech by Trump last night. I want to move on to uh, another really pressing story. So the, you know, we talk about it week after week after week, and finally it looks like we're getting some closure with the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, and we know last week when you and I spoke that it was, uh, they, they had, you know, moved everybody off of the land. Everybody was leaving. They had left a huge mess. They even found dogs that they just abandoned, uh, poor dogs. Um, what's happening with it right now? Where do, are these uh, pro- professional protesters at now? What is going on? Well, they, they did finally get uh, all the people out of the site. All the protesters cleared out on uh, February 23rd, uh, but not before the protesters set about 20 of the, the buildings uh, at the site on fire. Um, and unfortunately, two of the protesters, including a 10-year-old child, had to go to the hospital with severe burns. Uh, because they were participating in setting those fires. But uh, anyway, the people are gone, but now we're finding out that uh, uh, quite a few animals, dogs, cats, and and other animals were abandoned at the site by some of the protesters. Um, At least a dozen dogs have now been rescued and uh, by an outfit, and I want to give this name out so people who want to donate can do it. It's called Furry Friends rockandrescue.org in Bismarck, North Dakota is the local rescue operation that's that's performing this animal rescue and uh, for those who would like to make a, a donation, you know, they like any animal rescue, they're always strapped for funds, but uh, but anyway, it, it's uh, going to be ongoing apparently for a couple of weeks. Uh, they're they're concerned that uh, there may be other dogs and puppies and animals in these big huge trash piles and they don't want to get the bulldozers in there to just doze that stuff up until they're sure there's nothing alive in there so yeah uh, but but that's just you know Sad. the latest atrocity Sad. Uh, uh, well and i want to also you know make sure that i we we really acknowledge that the majority of these last protesters that there that that are out there we believe these are these are not people who really care about the environment these are professional protesters that are being paid by uh, by who? Who's paying them? Well, you know, it's, it's right. Uh, MoveOn.org, uh, various front organizations for George Soros. You know, they there's a long trail of these kinds of organizations that pay protesters to participate in organized protests. And uh, so, as these these people are leaving North Dakota, you know, they're going to other parts of the country, and some of them are going out to West Texas to to protest the Trans Pecos pipeline out there. Uh, one of them was just arrested. A fellow who had already been arrested up in North Dakota uh, last fall was arrested out in West Texas on uh, last Tuesday. You know, it turns out he's had a 10-year outstanding warrant for a felony in California, so he's, he's going to end up getting extradited to California. Well, to, that's to good. At least one. There. At least one's gone, and I, I hope that they do consider. Yeah. I think Texas is a <laughs> is, is very mindful of where the be- the bread and butter comes from, and we embrace energy for the most part in this state. And I don't think that they would probably necessarily get the same treatment in Texas as they, they got in North Dakota. <laughs> that's for that's sure. that's probably right. Yeah, there's going to be a lot less <laughs> It's not welcome to Texas <laughs> um, yeah. for the most part. Well, David, we're out of time this week. I look forward to actually uh, talking to you next week. I probably will not be the one talking to you. It'll probably be my co-host, Alvin, as I'm going to be on vacation in Mexico. But we look forward to catching up with you next week and seeing what's on the political and energy agenda. Well, I hope you have fun in Mexico. I'll look forward to being there next week. 
Thank you, David, once again for being on our show this week. And as always, it's always great catching up with you on the political and the energy scene. Uh, We do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, our guest will be Danielle Turcola, who is with Professionalism International and AskDanielle.com. And we will be right back. You know, great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. Are you looking for an opportunity to connect with hundreds of professionals in the energy industry and learn about current trends, which will shape every aspect of energy for years to come? Join us for the 2017 Women's Energy Network National Conference from April 26th through the 28th at the brand new Marriott Marquis Hotel in downtown Houston. The theme of this year's conference is Energy Resilience Refueling Innovation, featuring presentations and panels by industry leaders to educate you about emerging issues, inspire you to lead, and orient you to the challenges facing each sector. The event will include keynote presentations from Judy Smith, Inspiration4, and co-executive producer of the hit series Scandal. A presentation from Jack Gerard, CEO and President of the American Petroleum Institute, and an industry keynote panel featuring Elizabeth Killinger, President of NRG Retail and Reliant, Jody Markopoulos, GE Oil and Gas Chief Operating Officer, and CJ Warner, Tesoro Executive Vice President of Operations, as well as four diverse breakout tracks for you to select based on what fits your needs and career stage. In addition, there will be mentoring circles, an expo hall where you can speak with sponsors, and a LinkedIn corner where you can update your profile, speak with recruiters, and even take a new headshot. Registration includes a wine tasting, fitness events, and other social activities at the beautiful Marriott Marquis, the host hotel for Super Bowl 51, as well as a Texas Shade pool and access to excellent dining and entertainment options in downtown Houston. You can sign up at our website, www.womensenergynetwork.org. And as a reader of Shell Magazine, you're eligible for a discount registration code. If you can't attend our conference, you can visit the site to join as a WIN member and participate in informative luncheons and networking events throughout the year. We hope that you join us at the 2017 WIN National Conference, April 26th through the 28th. For more information, visit www.womensenergynetwork.org. And we are back with In the Old Patch Radio Show. Our guest today, Danielle Turcola, who is the founder of Professionalism International and AskDanielle.com. Danielle, welcome to In the Old Patch Radio Show. Kim, thank you so much for having me today. You know, I'm really excited to interview you because mentoring, training, knowing what to wear, business protocol, professionalism, they are so important and yet rarely discussed uh, unless um, it, you know, a big wool company or a big company needs some mentoring. And yet we can all use uh, some mentoring and brushing up from time to time. uh, And you just take it to a whole other level. And so um, I'm really excited because 
I understand that you will be attending a conference uh, here, and I want to talk about that here in a minute. But first, let's talk a little bit about how did you start and why did you start Professionalism International, Inc., and What to Wear to Work, Inc.? Kim, it's been 28 years since I've been the head of Professionalism International, Inc., and it was way back 28 years ago when I realized that no one was really addressing professionalism and presence in the workforce. And I had a degree in foreign language, and I wanted to expand that, so I started Global Etiquette, teaching people how to behave in business out of the country. Because sometimes you can have a very uh, wonderful start to a business relationship internationally, but the people that you send to further that relationship may not be equipped to understand the nuances of that culture. So I thought that's where I was going to start. But corporations really weren't ready for it 30 years ago. So I turned my attention to still develop that side of it, but to address a greater problem that I recognized. And that was as casual dress was starting to come in, we were losing professionalism. We were losing telephone etiquette. We were losing a lot of the civilities and niceties that were in business in the 70s and in the 60s that I grew up with as a child, witnessing adults, you know, in business. So I decided to start that business. And then what to wear to work uh, evolved from that because, you know, some companies still require today a very traditional business look suits, white shirts, ties. And then there are other industries where, high-tech industries, where some of them have, you know, foosball. You can come in sweat clothes or shorts and flip-flops. You can bring your pet to work. There are beer fridges at some of these companies. And so we have such a broad base of dress. Right. And most corporate America still, though, focuses on the traditional uh, way of operating their businesses. And so it's important even for the millennials when they make that change, when they decide, okay, I've worked at a, a rack space where I've really had the opportunity to be a little bit more in a casual type environment. And then it's time to move into a more senior role using my degree. And it's a, it could be a culture shock because it's a totally different operation and it's more of the corporate structure Uh, And these Fortune 500 companies typically tend to operate that way. Well, and even though the bulk of my consulting and coaching business is at the high level, at the C-suite and senior VP, VP, emerging leader level, this past year in 2016, I had more millennials become private clients of mine because as one young man who had a master's in forestry and He was changing his career path at 25 already and going into computer information systems and supply chain. He wanted to be seen as credible by some of these major players in the industry. So we went through a transformation for him, and he said to me, Danielle, I used to look at clothing as utilitarian, but after the experiences I've had being dressed professionally and that a higher Uh, status has been assigned to me even before I open my mouth. He said, I realize that business dress is actually a strategic tool. 
a strategic tool. Absolutely. That is sometimes even the decision uh, or the factor that makes the decision between being hired. Um, If you're walking in and it's a very competitive market, uh, the way you communicate, the way you look, all come into play. Uh, I really believe that as well. Um, I want to get into, you are getting ready to do a conference. You are going to be a speaker at an upcoming conference. Um, and so I want to get into that. As soon as we get back from the break, I want to talk about the upcoming conference. You are listening to in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Amerjet's Global Cargo Network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. With over 40 years of experience in the energy industry, we will help drive your excellent performance. Shipping general cargo, oversized, heavy lift, hazardous material, or mission-critical cargo? Amerjet is your full-service logistics provider, offering air charter, airport-to-airport, cross-border trucking, and express shipping. Amerjet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S. with more than 625 destinations worldwide. We provide global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Your company will benefit from compliance with the highest safety and environmental standards, 24-7 security and surveillance, and online tracking. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. For the best in customer satisfaction, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 281-617-2187 or visit us at Amerijet.com. Once again, that's 281-617-2187 or visit us at Amerijet.com. And you are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Danielle Turcola. Danielle, before the break, we were discussing an upcoming conference, a conference that I am pretty excited about as I am one of the board members with the Houston Chapter WIN, which stands for Women's Energy Network, a a great organization of women that really encourage women in the energy industry, which helps women in their professional roles Uh, and hopefully help them get to the next level in their career. Um, And so you are scheduled to speak at this conference. Um, You are going to be discussing how to package yourself for success program for the conference. So tell me a little bit about what that program will look like. Well, Kim, I am so excited to be invited to speak to the WEN conference. I understand there are going to be about 500 women from your industry. And I already have clients in the industry. So I have clients in oil and gas. I have clients in nuclear industry, electric. It's just uh, exciting for me to be in front of this audience, and I know it's a worthwhile organization. So how to package yourself for success. Many women I find, many professional women and men, because I do have men as clients as well, are so busy developing their career, they forget to develop themselves and to move along in their, um, their professional packaging. And sometimes they get stalled in their career because they aren't really packaged for that next level. So what I do is come in and speak to them about first impressions, about their business presence, about perception management. How can you control? And in fact, Kim, we can control 90% of how others perceive us. And then we'll be discussing the influence process is part of how you package yourself. You know, what is influence, who has it, and why do you need it? So basically, we're going to talk about clothing, which I know a lot of women are excited about. In fact, I'm even bringing wardrobe from sizes petite to missies to full figure so that everyone will see what do they need to wear to work in order to have that credibility and trustworthiness 
and to make them memorable in a meeting so that they are not overshadowed. Well, I want to break down a little bit of the actual presentation that you will be, uh, you know, your the professional presence that you're going to be going over at the conference. Tell me a little bit about business presence. What is that and, and who has it? Can we go into that a little bit without giving away too oh, much certainly. of what you're going to speak on? No, no, and I can give that to you quickly. You asked what it is. It's the ability to project a sense of ease and poise and self-assurance. It's actually the person's bearing. And who has it? Everyone has presence, Kim. But not all presence is positive. Not all presence is positive. You can have a very strong presence, and it could be arrogant. And we've seen that. You know, recently, it can be overbearing, or you can have a person who's insecure, and that's their presence. And all of these really matter. Right. But what we're looking to do is help that individual develop a presence that is still confident and memorable and immediately influential. That when they walk in the room, they command the room, not in not in a bad way. They're, they don't have to shout and scream, they're going to command the room because they look and present themselves and walk in. So it's how you walk, how you talk. It's your gait. It's your clothing. It's the color that you wear. People don't realize that when they wear black, they're not memorable. Black. No one says, what a nice black dress. But they will say, you look great in that blue. Is that not true? Yes, most definitely. A lot of this, the books that um, I have read, self-help books, uh, How to Grow Your Career, a lot of them have discussed that you can rank, you, people rank you within like three seconds, six seconds from when you walk into the room. And it is basically the presence that you um, are giving off. Uh, are you approachable? Are you professional? Um, and it all comes, uh, you know, just by the way you appear to someone. So how important are the first impressions? I want to get into that. And I want to get into, you know, how fast do we make these first impressions? And um, you know, how do we assess these first impressions and 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 um, and the effects on us? So I want to get into that, but we got to take a real quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. And we are back, and you are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Danielle Turcola. She is the president of Professionalism International, Inc., and the CEO of What to Wear to Work, Inc., 
Danielle, before the break, we were discussing how important your business presence is, like when you walk into a room and how do we rank that or how does someone rank us? Uh, But I want to talk about the first impressions to you because those are equally as important. Um, You know, if the if a lot of uh, people still discuss that we're still living in a man's world, women are making finally their way to the breaking the glass ceiling, I believe we've arrived. But I do believe that as women, we still should encourage ourselves and challenge ourselves to continue to be the very best we can be and always present ourselves in a way that is uh, becoming of us, uh, regardless of what situation we're in. And uh, first impressions are typically to me the first thing that ranks anyone when they walk into a room. So how fast do we process that first impression? And, you know, tell me a little bit about what do we assess first? In other words, what affects us first? Well, Kim, the first impression that a person makes happens in a quarter second. And this is not by my standard. This is uh, a finding from the Harvard uh, Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital several years ago, they checked in with uh, hundreds of CEOs and executives and asked, what do you determine about a person first and foremost? And they said, competence and trustworthiness in one quarter second. So in the blink of an eye, that's what people, that's what people are determining. But before they even determine that, what are they affected by? That's, that's another whole issue. What are they affected by? So when you see a person, Kim, this is the order that a first impression happens in. First, we we respond to color. We respond to color of skin and color of clothing. Is this the same for men as women? Is it the same? Okay. So men are doing this too. Oh, yes. Yes. In fact, I have uh, 27 years worth of research that I've done by myself on every program that I've done. I asked the audience, What do you determine about a person from a first impression? And I have collected that data for all these years, and it has not changed. It has not changed. The people respond to color. They respond to form. First of all, Kim, all color has four effects on us, four psychological, physiological, stimulating, and pleasing effects on us. Those are the four steps. So when you wear red, it makes a man's heart beat faster. Interesting. More red vehicles are picked up. More red sports cars are purchased by men than any other color. So there's a whole uh, science of, regarding color. And I help my clients understand this. I give them color cards so that they know what their best colors are because it's not enough just to wear a color. You have to wear the best color, your most flattering color for your particular hair, skin, and eye tone. Are those the core elements of those first impressions, the colors? Yes. So then the next is your form, your posture, your gait, your handshake, your eye contact, your smile. A lot of people don't even smile in business. They're so stressed. The next aspect is sound, your voice. Now, you can be derailed at any one of these junctures. You can have great clothing, great colors. You can look smart. You can have a fabulous haircut. All the grooming aspects are there. You can have wonderful posture. But if you open your mouth and you have a high-pitched voice, you're derailed immediately. And it's easy to change a voice. It's very You can change a voice for free. 
So then the final one is knowledge. The final one is your MBA. It's your doctorate. It's your 30 years in the industry. You know, no one, no one asks you if you have your MBA first, and then they make a determination about you. First, they make a determination about you and multiple. This is very true. This is very true. What do clients, what do you find that clients and customers, decision makers, uh, what do they scrutinize most? What are they scrutinizing? They're looking to see if you represent their brand accurately. Because I, I work with brilliant people. I work with amazing minds, amazing minds, who sometimes do not represent the brand accurately. Or they don't represent the CEO. The CEO is very crisp, meticulous, and he wants everybody or she wants everybody on their team to have that equal uh, type of presence, a very dynamic presence. And some people who have come up through the field, through their industry, whether it's manufacturing, they started on the manufacturing floor, and now they're going to be a senior VP or a VP and it doesn't mean that they don't have the expertise. It just means they don't have the package. And that's easy to get. The package is simple. I wanted to get into that because a lot of in the oil and gas industry, what, uh, you know, what I've seen in interviewing the CEOs of a lot of the publicly traded companies, they started as a reservoir engineer. They started out in the field. They, they have to to understand their business, and then they move up the corporate chain. And the thing that is most, uh, you know, uh, memorable to me is how they made that transition to be the CEO now of these publicly traded companies and the journey that they must have, you know, had to have taken or maybe even endured by some, some might have said, or you know, some might say, um, have, uh, have really, they've evolved into these individuals. Um, and so per, I guess let's get into the perception management, um, can we control how others perceive us? And what should we pay attention to first um, as we you know, start on that path of, of evolving in the perception? All right. So under perception management, that concept, yes, we do control. We actually do control 90% of how others will perceive us. And we do that by specifically uh, selecting behavior, by selecting clothing, by making sure that our grooming is in order, that we have impeccable table manners. I will tell you that I once had a, a client in an, in an industry, and I was with this client in the company for 17 hours because this individual was going to be going before the board of directors for a C-suite position, approval. And the individual had a brilliant mind, had fabulous relationships with the client base, but was lacking, didn't wear the right sized clothes, didn't have, you know, he drove a beautiful Mercedes, but you can't take the vehicle into the client. Right. And so we worked for 17 hours in one day, starting at 7.30 in the morning until 12.30 at night. Yes, because I had one day, the client called and said, we we have one day to transform this individual. New wardrobe, new way to walk, new way to speak, presentation skills, changed his office, and uh, as I said, new wardrobe. 
and dining skills. Yeah, Where, which which fork to pick up first. Um, that is amazing. When we get back, I want to stay on the topic of perception management. You are listening to in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Welcome back. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Danielle Turcola, who is the president of Professionalism International, Inc., and the CEO of What to Wear to Work, Inc. Danielle, before the break, we were discussing perception management. And so I want to get back on that topic because it's important. Um, I feel that um, perception is, uh, that the term perception is uh, reality. It's important that when we go out and and set out a path uh, on a work career, especially understanding that uh, a lot of individuals are vying for the same job, it really comes down to, um, you know, how you come across in many cases. And so perception management is the topic we were on. Well, let me begin by asking, what should we be paying attention to first when it comes to perception management? And uh, what are the choices that people can make that kind of derail their careers in that area? All right, Kim, there are four actual categories under uh, perception management. And those categories, those four categories are appearance and everything that's under appearance, clothing, grooming, accessories, color. And then the second category is body mechanics. How does your body operate? What do you do? Do you have energy? Do you look sluggish? Do you have poor posture, etc.? The next group is conduct and behavior. How do you conduct yourself in business? Are you the person that has excessive drinking issues? And then the next area is communication. How well do you communicate? Are you, in fact, attentive to your emails? Do you use uh, proper English and all of the correct grammar? Do you pronounce people's names correctly? All of these aspects are under communication. So those are the four categories where you can control. Appearance, body mechanics, conduct behavior, and then communication. Now you asked, what can derail you? Let me give you a few things here. Tardiness. I've worked with a woman recently who I had to do reputation recovery for because she doesn't understand that the company wants her there at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock is not the same as 8 o'clock. Yeah, that could be a problem. (laughs) Tardiness is a problem for a lot of people. We get sidetracked with all of our devices. Another problem, cleavage. Cleavage. I can't tell you how many corporations hire me to come in and speak about the distraction of cleavage in in business. Another area is dressing too casually. There are not really specific dress codes in place or specific dress guidelines. And there are actually four different uh, categories for dress, and there are seven levels of business dress. And I'll be talking about those seven levels of dress at the WEN conference on um, April 26th through 28th. You know, it's amazing when you really start thinking about how much really goes into 
um, managing your career and managing it properly so you're climbing up that corporate ladder first um, and not losing every opportunity that's being afforded to you. I want to I want to change gears just a little bit and talk about the influence process. What is that and who has influence? All right, so influence is the ability to motivate someone to act on your behalf. I need to influence you so that you act a certain way on my behalf. So that's actually what influence is. Who has influence? Uh, A businesswoman from the late 1800s, Henrietta Mears, said that influence is either positive or negative. It's never neutral, never neutral. Well, what do you what do you need in order to influence uh, business outcomes? And what I mean by that is, is this a gift, a talent? Um, is this something that you can maneuver in? You can in no, you can develop this. You you cannot manipulate it, but you can develop it. So, in order for you to have influence, you need to have number one a credible presence. And I should tell you that influence is by permission, Kim. It's a person gives you permission to influence them or not to influence them. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. You're going to buy a new Lexus. You go to the dealership, but the person that's coming to you to serve you does not look like they work in a Lexus dealership. Many people would turn and leave. Because they have an expectation, and we all have an expectation. Every person has an expectation. So you need a credible presence. If you pass that test, you actually move on to rapport, where the person allows you to build a rapport with them. If you pass that test, you move on to trust. You move on to trust. Now, you can get derailed at any one of these places. You can get derailed at credible presence. If it's not credible, they're not going to build a rapport with you. And so the person at the Lexus dealership did not look credible, so the the buyer turns and leaves and goes to another dealership. Danielle, we are out of time, but I look forward to bringing you back on the show because I think it is so important that we understand the mechanisms that really help us grow our career. And so I want to, before we end the show, give our listeners an opportunity to uh, learn more information on what you do and possibly look at hiring you. Is there a website you can give us that we can uh, easily locate you at? Yes, you can go to askdanielle.com. A-S-K-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E dot com or Professionalism International will also get you to me. And when you go to the uh, website, it'll have all the information on who you are, the years that you have had, the experience. Um, What a great opportunity for, uh, I know that today, I believe today that you touched probably a lot of uh, people's lives and having them really think about how have I been perceived and uh, maybe it's time for me to to take a look at can I increase my uh, level of influence and possibly move up that corporate ladder. Danielle, thank you so much for being a guest today on our show. And we look forward, I look forward to seeing you at the WIND Conference on April 27, 2017. Thank you, Kim. I look forward to seeing you in April at the WIND Conference in Houston. Thank you again for this great opportunity. Thanks, Danielle, for being our guest on today's show. And congratulations because you will actually be the topic of today's trivia question.
hey, be the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shell, S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com, and you will win yourself a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is, our guest today, Danielle Tercolas, the founder of what company? Remember to be the first person to email the correct answer to radio at shellmag.com and you will win a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao Brazilian Steakhouse. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. Please be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash in the oil patch radio show and follow us on Twitter at shellmag. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G. That's going to be a wrap for another great show. And we'll see you guys next week for more exciting news and insightful interviews. Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.